Welcome to the Asbury First United Methodist Church Weekly Sermon. We hope you enjoyed this message by Stephen Cady. For more information about this podcast or other ways to connect, please visit asburyfirst.org. Congratulations, friends. We made it to Christmas. Okay, not technically. We still have four and a half hours or so to go. But barring tragedy, most of us, it looks like, are going to make it. Grandmas, watch out for those reindeer this evening. (laughs) The point is, for most of us, we have survived the hardest part of this season. That is the preparation to get here. Think of all the work that has gone in to this moment. The shopping, the wrapping, the shipping, the buying, the baking, and all of the other stuff that goes into it. And while, yes, we do have a steady supply of cookies to keep our energy up during this season, a sign of God's grace, if ever there was one, (laughs) by the time we get to the end, most of us, if we're honest, are exhausted. No wonder the moment we sit down for just a moment, our eyes start to close, as evidenced by some out there this evening. Sweet dreams will wake you up in time for silent night. And it makes sense, of course, doesn't it? We're already busy people. And then we add into the regular busyness, all the busyness of the season. And what do we expect? Maybe some of us are feeling the burn tonight. Maybe most of us are feeling the burn tonight. And given all that, Given everything that went into getting us to this moment, it makes sense that by the time we finally get here, why we'd assume that our work is basically done. That by the time midnight strikes tonight or maybe tomorrow, that we can basically wrap up Christmas for the year, that once we get Jesus into the manger and blow out our candles and settle our brains for a long winter's nap, We're basically finished with Christmas. Check. Only we know somewhere deep down that it's not true. As we sing these carols and tell this story, the story of God entering into our brokenness and not leaving us alone, the story of a light shining in the darkness that no darkness can overwhelm, the story of hope even in the face of hopelessness. We can't get it out of our mind that the work of Christmas, the true work of Christmas, is just beginning. That is, even if we somehow in the next 24 hours manage to wrap and unwrap all of our gifts, to finish off, heaven forbid, all of the cookies that have been given to us, if we are able to blow out our candles and finish all the family festivities, the work of Christmas, that is, the true work of Christmas, will have just begun. The true work of Christmas, to find the lost, to feed the hungry, 
to rebuild the nation, to release the prisoners, to make peace among neighbors, to make music in the heart, as that beautiful poem by Howard Thurman reminds us at the end of every Christmas Eve service, that work, the true work of Christmas, will have just begun. And the truth is, that work doesn't end until the world changes. Until we finally get to that world that that child born into a manger grew up to promise was actually possible. And looking around, friends, we're not there yet. So maybe the question we ought to be asking ourselves this Christmas Eve is what are we doing to prepare for that? For the true work of Christmas. We have all of these traditions that we pass down from generation to generation to get us going, to get us in the mood of Christmas, and we will defend them with tooth and claw. What do you mean you're not coming home for Christmas this year? Something happens when we switch the calendar when we switch the calendar from the 25th to the 26th. Sure, we have a few closing rituals that we observe every year, that is, taking down our decorations, dragging our tree to the curb, exchanging those dud gifts. But then we box Jesus up, manger and all, and put him away. Oh, we know where to find him if we need him, the corner of the basement, second shelf, just under the ornaments. It's just that we're pretty sure we're not going to need him. But the truth is, friends, the true work of Christmas is just beginning. See, the good news of Christmas is not just that Jesus was born into the stink, stank, stunk of life. It's that he stayed, even when it got stink, stank, stunk-er. In other words, that poor refugee child born under foreign occupation, that child born into a stable because there was no room for him in the inn, didn't stay wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. No, friends, it wasn't a silent night forever. That child grew up to say something, to speak something into the world that we would do well to listen to, that we would do well to heed, because he came to show us the way to life. And it was no secret, it was the way of love. He came to show us the way of life. That is, all of us, young and old, black and white, gay and straight, male and female, rich and poor, broken and whole, Republican and Democrat, trans and cis, and everyone beyond and between. He came to show you the way to life, me the way to life, us the way to life. And it is through love, not the cotton candy, sunshine and roses, tiptoe through the tulips kind of love, but the kind of love that makes you stand when you want to sit, go when you want to stay, and speak when it would be so much easier to stay silent, or maybe for people who look like me to stay silent when we're so used to speaking. He came to show us the way to life. The gospel in four words, love leads to life. If you remember nothing else, I hope you hold on to that. 
Because when we do, we receive the true gift of Christmas and that our job is to share it with the world and in so doing, transform it. And friends, the world needs to be transformed. We are painfully aware that this very night, as we turn in our mind's eye to the Bethlehem of two millennia ago, the Bethlehem of today, and the region surrounding it is in peril. That the very land where Jesus was born and lived and died is struggling. It is in darkness, both literal and figurative. And this evening, Christmas observances not the services, but the festivities are canceled in Bethlehem and in Gaza and in other places around the world, and we remember the people who are suffering. We remember every single life lost since this horrifying war began three months ago. 20,000 Palestinians after 1,400 Israelis, and we call once again and vociferously for a ceasefire, a permanent ceasefire, for the aid to be allowed in unrestricted, for an end to the hostilities, not just to the bombardment, but to the injustices that have been allowed to fester in that region. We call in this moment for the work of Christmas to begin for the Prince of Peace to go in. And friends, we are the body of Christ right now, which means that it is our work. That is, we are the ones right now in this moment who are called in to the stink, stank, stunk of life. And to stay there. To be clear, the only place that needs our attention is not the so-called Holy Land. It is every place in this world where the powerful take advantage of the powerless, where people are let to suffer, where injustice and inequity reign, and let's be honest, we don't really even have to look past our own zip codes to find them. We don't have to look too far to see where this work will take us. We don't have to look too far to find those places in our world in need of a little love. Some of us don't even have to look past our own mirrors. Look, I don't know what brought you to the service this evening. I don't know the courage that it took you to darken the door of this church or any church. but I'm really glad you're here. And I want you to know that whether you are at the highest high of your life or the lowest low, or somewhere in between, you are welcome here. That is, you are not alone. That is why we're here. That's what it means to be a part of a church. Sure, we're not perfect, but we know that we're more perfect with you than we are without you. And we are going to try and figure this out together week after week after week. That is, we are co-workers in the work of Christmas. We have work to do, and we get to do it together. Not perfectly, but why not try it together? And the good news, friends, is that we're not just open this Sunday. We're open every Sunday. And there's almost always a pew for you.
Look, at some point in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks or, let's face it, a couple of months, we will finally get around to taking down our decorations. We will haul our tree out to the curb, exchange all of those dud gifts we have received. And there will come a moment when we finally box up that manger. But before you close the lid, I pray that you will remember one thing. That when the lid closes, The work is just beginning. May it be so. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Asbury First Weekly Sermon. If you enjoyed this message, please visit asburyfirst.org and learn more about our mission to love God and neighbor, live fully, serve all, repeat.